This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we explore black ass stripper culture. The government says fuck your rights and puts affirmative action on pause. And while some celebrities are DJing us through that Rona, others are using social media to get on whatever nerves we have left. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Okay, so what's up? Doing the show again? Oh Nothing. What's goodness. up, girl? Nothing. I'm good. How you feeling? I am. I'm good. Good. All right. All right. Well, welcome to, to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ow. Yeah, this is good. I've been in good spirits this week and shit. How That's has good. I know you're back working? How's that going? That's going well. I'm happy to have a job still. Facts, yo. I'm I'm grateful. That's Very awesome. Grateful. Yeah, that's but yeah, awesome. it's been good. And working at home is is pretty it's pretty cool. Okay, pretty cool. It's interesting. It's funny. Someone screamed "nigga" in a um, conference call, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Good. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag Tea with QJ. We like when you use that on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, I guess Tumblr, Tumblr, you know, whatever. Anyway, use that hashtag. We like it. We retweet it. And then you can find other listeners of Tea with Queen and Jay on that hashtag. Yes. Every episode, we like to start with libations. Libations are when we pour one out for the people, places, and things, giving us black ass, black joy. Queen, what is giving you black ass, black joy this week? What are your libations? Oh, so for me, I have two. Uh, My first one is for the, there was a battle between Timberland and Swiss Beats on Instagram Live. It was on Swiss Beats Instagram Live, mm-hmm. and I guess he called in Timberland or whatever. However the fuck you do that on Instagram, and they were battling songs that they produce for artists mm-hmm. and shit like that, which is really cool. And it was nice to go down memory lane. And it was like I didn't realize Swiss Beats like had produced some songs that were like didn't sound like Showtime. Like, right. it didn't sound like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit, he was doing shit. But in my eyes, Timberland won. Even though Timberland was mad drunk and kept playing the same shit over and over because mm-hmm. he was too drunk to remember that he just played that Leah <laughs> song. Like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say he won then? Because Timberland got shit. Like, oh, it's okay. Timberland. Okay. It's Timberland. Even though Swiss got, Swiss Beats has a lot of the hard, like, the hard fucking Jada Kiss, Ride or Die, fucking locks stuff that I do mm-hmm. enjoy. Remind mm-hmm. me of um my, my childhood and shit. Right. But um, Timberland got more of the things you could dance to. I like to dance. So. Okay. So I say Timberland one, even though some people were saying Swiss Beats one. And Swiss Beats played R. Kelly. Oh, no. That's an automatic out. That's exactly. disqualification He's, right there. Exactly. He so tried like, it, though. He tried it. The fuck. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was one piece of my black joy. Another piece of my black joy was actually on Instagram Live. And Manny Fresh of Cash Money Millionaires mm-hmm. 
had a live DJ set or whatever, which is I had it playing in a in my bedroom while I was cleaning up or whatever mm-hmm. because it's Manny Fresh and he like he if you want to shake your ass, listen to a Manny Fresh set, right? Yeah, no, so I'm letting it play, letting it play, letting it play, whatever, get my life, get my life. Then this motherfucker puts on a bounce version of an Anita Baker song that I can't remember the name of right now. Mm-hmm. I actually can't remember the name of it, period, because I don't know the name of the song. But it's Anita Baker, Bounce, like on a bounce track. So I'm like, oh, shit, okay, yes, all right. And then this motherfucker transitions that shit into back that ass up. Yep, so that is my libation. That is where I got my black joy. I generally don't really like Instagram lives because I don't have to put all my attention to, like, one thing. Mm-hmm. So I like the DJ sets or the music stuff so I could, like, put it on and then go about my life. But, yeah, I enjoyed those. Those gave me life. All right, good. Good shit, good shit. Jay? Yo. What are you libating this week? I am just pouring libations for everybody, checking on their people, and checking on people who are by themselves. Like, a lot of us are at home with different, like, living situations. Some of us have roommates. Some of us are at home with families. Some of us are at home with pets. Some of us are at home alone. Yeah, I think it's important that we're all checking in with each other and that we're checking in on people who are like by themselves. Depending on your living situation, your experience, social distancing or, you know, isolating is going to be different. And so it just occurred to me this week that I was in mm-hmm. here by myself, which it didn't, it didn't, it doesn't bother me that I'm in here by myself, but it is like, oh shit, everybody's not at home like by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just thinking about the rest of my family, like, oh, okay, no, my sister is with this one, my brother is with this one, my parents are with their significant others, like I am in here by myself with Hennessy, which even that is a thing. Like there are people at home with no pets, which I don't know, you know, I don't know what that would look like for me if I was managing this like by myself completely. So yeah, yeah, yo. So keep checking on your people. Check on your people who are at home. Dolo. Yeah, yo. Libations to everybody who has been doing that and continues to do that. And if you're home by yourself, check on other people. That's it could help you occupy some time and connect with somebody yeah, this is you know? the time to just call everybody right definitely definitely so this is normally the time where we talk about how you can donate to tea with queen and jay podcast we just want to remind everybody that we are experiencing this new world together so we know that everybody is is not in a place right now to donate and we fully understand that so please don't feel pressured to give to Tea with Queen and Jay right now if you're not in a position to do so. Queen. I'll get into donations. Mm-hmm. How and why you should donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. You should donate to Tea with Queen and Jay to progress this podcast, sustain this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. Podcast. 
<laughs> how you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want in the pot, however many times you want. There is no commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option, and there is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We are asking for only $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We like to give you options, but $2 is all we are asking for. We also have links to those options in our show notes if you need like a cookie way to get to that. Other ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that don't cost you a dime but might cost you a little bit of time is by subscribing to this podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, press subscribe. Press subscribe. Make it so we pop up into your feed every week, every time you drop a show. Do that. Another way you can donate is by rating and reviewing this podcast or whatever app you listen to podcasts, the most common one that, you know, that we all know is Apple Podcasts. So you can give us a star, give us a review. And there's other ways that you can do it on other apps as well. Tag us in a post where people are asking for a podcast. Um, we love when you guys do that. So keep doing that. If you listen to this podcast and you reference what we say in your podcast, if you have a podcast, you know, tell people to listen to Tea with Queen and Jay as well. Teach people. How to listen to a podcast. If you teach people how to listen to a podcast, they are way more likely to also find Tea with Queen and Jay. So those are ways that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay non-monetarily. That's right. If you want to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, t-mail us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you You've heard us discuss on the podcast or if you'd like us to do a live show or consult you or your team send us your t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com live shows and speaking engagements right now are via zoom conference or whatever other um, virtual conference app you would like us to use so that's what that looks like right now let us know if you are interested if you'd like to support us individually we've included our amazon wish list links in the show notes and that is just for your convenience you do not have to feel pressured to fuck with amazon if you don't fuck with Amazon, it's just there for the convenience of those who want to use it. We have donation libations this week. So I'll do our patrons. TM up their pledge. Thank you, TM. Carla is a new patron. Thanks, Carla. We appreciate you. Taylor up their pledge. Terrell up their pledge. Is that T. Ray Ray? That's T. Ray Ray. Um, thank you, T. Ray Ray. Um, that's your nickname from In Hope Rising. And we also have Melba as a new patron. Thank you all so much. Yes, we also have PayPal donations this week. And we have a PayPal donation from Tiki who says, Thanks for adding levity during this uncertain time while dismantling white supremacy, patriarchy, and capitalism. BX all day from Tiki. Thank you, Tiki. We appreciate you. Juaria. Hit us up on the PayPal and Juaria says, hello, beautiful. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that line, there. it just makes me feel street harassed. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is like the opening street harassment line. It is. Yeah. But we're not on the streets, so I guess we'll assume that it's not. I guess we're safe. Hello, beautiful. It's about time I gave y'all some money. I have been listening for a while now, but there was always another bill to pay. In these times when so many people are in need, I want to take a moment and share the love and say I appreciate what you all do. Peace, love, and community. 
Jawar Jawaria. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. that, yo. Christopher also hit us on the PayPal. And it's his throwback listener, Christopher. And Christopher says, You both have been on my mind lately. I'm deeply worried about you and everyone in NYC. And I wanted to tell you how grateful I am for you and the work you've put into the podcast over the years. Listening is a highlight of my week, especially in times like this. Please be safe. I'll be thinking of you. Thank you so much, Christopher. We're thinking of you and all of our listeners as well. And we truly yes. appreciate you, Christopher. That's throwback listener, Christopher. Yeah, throwback. All right. All right. So let's get into the show. Let's do it. Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? So right now I'm not drinking tea. I just have my apple cider vinegar and hot water. But throughout the weekend, my roommate has been making us a ginger garlic tea that just tastes mad good. It makes me feel like I am doing things to my immune system. So I kind of just want to shout out that tea because it's really, really good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm back on my bullshit. I'm having chai tea. It's delicious. It is delicious. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. Popping. (laughs) I have to affirm that because I can't get my my nails done. Can't get my nails done. My body and mind are healthy and that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. I also yes. affirm that I will still have a fruitful 2020 and I affirm that we're going to be all right. Okay. The Rona's going to pass. We're going to be talking about this two years from now. Remember that time with the Rona? All right. <laughs> I affirm that as well. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. Jay, what do you affirm for yourself? I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm sensuality and baddiness. I affirm that I am not a lady. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. Rent is paid. I am productive. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm a brand new MacBook with all the shits. Me and my loved ones are healthy. I affirm a new studio and workspace where we can record and work and be comfortable at our convenience. That is, of course, post-Rona. And I affirm an active, positive mind. Those are my affirmations. Yes. Did you go outside this week, last week? I went to the store to get snacks, but just like the supermarket near me, which I don't particularly like. I usually order stuff Mm -hmm. because I live in like a food desert, food hood place. Yeah. But you can't order at groceries. So I went there. I did plan to go to Target and Trader Joe's, which is like a, I have to take like the subway. But it wasn't a cute day outside. So I'm like, I'm waiting for a cute day to do that. Because mm-hmm. that's the that's how, that's what I do to be lit. Go to a grocery store. Right, right. That's my lit, my lit time. Oh, it's lit. Let's go mm-hmm. buy groceries. So I want to do it when it wasn't raining. So I stayed my ass in the house. Right. You went out? Did you um, go out? I don't think I went out this week. Or maybe I went out at the very beginning of the week. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I, th- I thought I had gone out. But anyway, what I did decide, though, in terms of 
going outside is that if I go outside, when I go outside, I'm not going outside on the weekends. I live in a very like residentially dense neighborhood of Manhattan. Yeah. And so even though people are allegedly self-isolating and not mm-hmm. going outside as much, it seems like no matter what time of day I go out, like people are still outside. And so what I did notice is because people are still working, even though they're working from home, there is less traffic midweek than there is during Mm -hmm. the weekend so that's what i'm doing in an effort to minimize my contact with others because everybody is not as diligent about this fucking six feet apart as uh i wish they were so it's so weird especially because since we're in new york and we don't like people I yeah, think that's it's very, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I don't know. Maybe white people avoid each other when they walk on the street, <laughs> and maybe I'm just like black and invisible, like I normally am, and so they don't even There's see nigger, me, and they're like, her. "Hey, I'll just walk as close to this bitch as possible, so I can maintain the health." Of the white person, I'm trying to give six feet of space. Maybe that's what's going that's on. That's ridiculous. But yeah. The time, you know, that's ridiculous. The time I did go outside, I was street harassed. And I was like, oh, there we go. <laughs> 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 no, we'll see. Yes. <laughs> there it Life is. Life goes on, yo. It's like Noah's Ark. <laughs> Like when when everything clears and when you see like that first fucking what is it the bird with the fucking olive branch and shit there's gonna be a street harasser <laughs> and that's how you're gonna that's know like, that like we're we're out of the woods we're back to normal so that's shorty, good. Shorty, that's where's good. your mask? You want my mask? Oh, don't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he was street harassing you through a face mask? Yes. Was it an N95? I don't know. I don't know the mass okay. um, models. Okay. <laughs> I, I, hey, that's determination. That's determination. Yeah. Yo, sure. Do you know you gotta protect yourself out here? You want my mask? Oh my goodness! Cheers to the oh, so you just not going. So you just not going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to the hood, yo. Maintaining normalcy during the pandemic, yo. <laughs> Cheers to those niggas. Aye, shorty. Aye, you stay healthy. You stay healthy. <laughs> That's real. That's the new God bless you. To stay healthy. Yeah. Stay healthy, stay shorty. Healthy it's all right. You don't got to talk. Oh, my goodness. Oh God. All right. Yeah. Let's get into some what we're watching. What we're watching. What we're watching. Yeah. Ooh, la, la, la. It's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea. Ooh, la, la, la. It's the shit that we're watching with J. Dot and Queen. All right, so this week we watched two documentaries this week on black stripper culture. I was actually surprised. I have been meaning to watch this one. It's called This One's For The Ladies, and that one you can watch on Hulu. You can also rent it elsewhere. So if you don't have a Hulu subscription, if you Google This One's For The Ladies, there'll be a bunch of different options that pop up in terms of where you can watch it. So I had been meaning to watch that. And I wasn't expecting that shit to be as fucking heartwarming as it was. My heart was full. I was all happy and shit. It was great. So this one for the ladies, IMDb describes it as the following. This documentary explores the sexual and social identity of contemporary black America through intimate 
eye-opening and often hilarious accounts from women and men who find love and community in the underground world of exotic dancing. You watched it um, a little bit before yeah, I, I did. did. What did you think about it? One, I was really turned on. I wish I could see the penises, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to see men strippers, let me see the deck. But <laughs> you know you wanted to see the dick. You know you wanted to see it. Um, but, I didn't want to see the dick. Oh, I did. Yeah, I didn't feel. I'm gonna see all this nice muscular body. Can I see? Can I see the money maker? But actually, their whole bodies were money makers. But anyway, so I hadn't heard of the documentary before. I just was like going through my Hulu when I watched it a few months ago, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And I clicked it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like really fucking good." But then while watching it, it made me think about where I used to be in my terms of what masculinity was and where I am now. Okay. And it just made me, like, appreciate my growth because that 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, this is so gay. Or, like, Mm. this is not something that I would be attracted to because this is not how men are supposed to be performing for me. Um, This is not how I don't think I've I don't think I valued people centering my gaze. G-A-Z-E. I don't think years ago, like when I was in my early 20s, that I valued people centering like the black woman gaze in that way. Oh, centering. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I saw a value in that. Or okay. maybe I didn't even think I was supposed to buy my gaze in that way, my sexual gaze or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that way was even supposed to be centered. I don't know if I even thought that was a possibility. Right. But when I would see it in that way, it was like, oh, that's gay. Why would I want a man who's doing all of that? Why would I, uh-uh, all of that mm-hmm. work? Like all of that silly stuff that I'm glad I dismantled. And I've got to the point where I could like sit and watch this documentary and enjoy these men and their art, basically. And the characters and stuff like that. And then watching these women really fucking enjoy themselves. Like, mm-hmm. the black joy for those women yeah, <laughs> was yeah. just, like, so amazing and heartwarming to kind of see. The community that they build is just, like, fucking dope. I'm mm-hmm. just like, dang, I got to go to Jersey to go to one of those now. Yeah, no, I'm down, yo. As soon as that Rona is over, <laughs> road yeah. trip. Road trip. Like, and for anybody else in the BBB who wants to roll, yo, let's fucking, let's go out there for real. Yeah, like, I want to I do it. It looks like it was mm-hmm. just a lot of fun. Yeah, really, no, it was cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought some of the performances were reminiscent of um, black drag culture and the ball scene. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. And mm-hmm. I was I was like, what? What what is happening? And then somebody kind of addressed it. So I don't want to spoil it, but so I'll leave that for anybody who hasn't uh-huh, seen it. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. just reminded me of how like blackness is like it doesn't matter what kind of person you are or like what your brand of entertainment is or like certain some type, certain types of blackness are fucking universal. So like showmanship yeah. is universal, flair is universal, mm-hmm. like things that are like key components of our culture, you're gonna see them throughout all different subcultures of black culture. So I thought that that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. What did you think about, what did you think about the twins? So there's this, there is a set of twins. They perform together. And I thought their story as a whole was interesting. I found them entertaining, but they also posed together. They weren't really kissing, but they were kissing. So like... 
What did you think about that? To me, this reminds me of all of all of the. I think people their sexual desire and forbiddingness, like forbidding forbidding right. things happening, and I feel like they were just playing on that. So it right. didn't make me uncomfortable because I know right. that is something that is desirable for lots of folks. That's like, true. oh shit, they're not supposed to be doing that, but they're doing that. Oh shit, oh That's shit, oh shit. Um, okay. And I think they were just playing on that sexual desire that everyone kind of, well, most people kind of just have. Okay. To see that for forbidding thing happening, so I right. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought that that's what that was, and I enjoyed oh, okay. that. What did you think? I thought it was weird. <laughs> that's, the <best> way. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way that I could put it. I've always thought that that was weird. Like there are a lot of women, like twins, who exotic dance or um pose or whatever the fuck and i've always Mm -hmm. thought that that was weird too like but when you put it in that context it's you're right there are like thousands of videos of millions of video porn videos based in fucking step siblings fucking and like that's a whole genre so when you put it that way and i'm not like immune i've definitely like watched all of those so Uh i i feel you now but it watching it in real time was like what's happening right now What, what what is this about that's not something outside of like a porno. That's not something that I don't know. I wasn't relating to it in real time like that. Another reason I related to it is because I don't really get to see intimacy amongst men, especially masked men like that. Uh-huh. Um, so it was nice to see, even though they're like siblings or whatever, it was nice to see like this closeness and insecurity and to still like pose and be in these ways that people would deem sexual just to be masked men even doing that right. was like yes for me right. and then on top of that be, them being siblings and still being comfortable with that for me that was a turn on because that level of security yeah. especially in like hood looking niggas like that mm-hmm. I don't see that shit so I enjoyed seeing that it was kind of it was turned on by it like look at that security yes um <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. Get your money. Yes. You're mature. I, I was it. watching. I was like, well, this is weird, but okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I, did, I did appreciate their security, but it was, I was, yeah, that was like a little bit of a weird moment for me. And then I was looking mm-hmm. on Twitter at the hashtag on Twitter and to see what like other people were saying about it. And um, mm-hmm. there was like people who, there was like niggas like me who thought it was weird and then there were niggas mm-hmm. saying wild, like homophobic and like, you know, just like, like not nice shit. And what I was looking for was somebody to say something smart. <laughs> <laughs> On the internet? In the right. hashtags? It happens. It'd be happening. It'd be happening. But I didn't see it. So I was just like, well, I know usually when I think something is weird, there's another way to look at it. So yeah, I, was, I, I, needed, I needed that. I needed that perspective, but um, I like that. I like that, and then because their family was so involved, like their kids knew about it, their parents right. were like, "Yeah, it just it made all of that, uh, it made everything more comfortable for me." Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the kids are like, "Yeah, my dad, you know, whatever," and the parents are like, "Yep, you know, I like that they did this for themselves, and they they're taking care of their families." And mm-hmm. it was just like all of that, all of that being in that, yeah. um, to me made it more and more beautiful. Like I was right. not creeped out at all. Mm-hmm. I can see why people were, but I wasn't creeped out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how to how to put my finger on it, and I was like, "What? Okay." Yeah, overall, I definitely like that. So check out this one's for the ladies again. That's on Hulu. So yeah, so I had actually just watched that, and then somebody on Instagram. I don't know how they say this, but I'm gonna say Blackie Lair turns, but I don't. 
I don't know if, if that's how it is. Okay. But, but yeah, they suggested, they had wrote in before and suggested the documentary Shakedown. So they hit me up to remind me to watch that, which is great because now we have time to watch it. So yeah, so I watched Shakedown. It was on Pornhub. So I watched it there. It was being featured on Pornhub for the month of March. So I watched it there and Shakedown. Oh, Women's History Month. Oh, yeah. I hadn't made that connection. The Rona made you forget that Women's totally History Month forgot. didn't fucking happen. Totally forgot, yo. <laughs> Totally forgot. Yeah, Shakedown is the first non-adult film to be featured on Pornhub. It's a time-based New York. This is there. The description on Pornhub is Shakedown is a time-based work of art by Layla Weinrub, which depicts a real utopic lesbian strip club in L.A., Black-owned and operated by women. So this was a documentary that highlighted, centered this group of black lesbian strippers i don't know if all the strippers were lesbian or if it was like a stripper troupe that performed predominantly for lesbians i really that wasn't clear and this yeah it wasn't clear yeah that wasn't clear but this particular documentary is more like like a moment in time right so which it shows videos performances and interviews of people who danced in the 80s and early was it 80s and early 90s no she said she started i think there were performers from the 80s and 90s right but like she the videos to. of the people like actually dancing was were from, like from the early 2000s right the early 2000s you're right and they, they were like were, they were like yeah they were like crumping so i was right, like oh this is right yeah that was interesting there were flyers <laughs> know, flyers right? from the 80s and flyers from the early 90s yes for me i like throwback depictions of 80s and early 90s black lesbians with their like salt and pepper haircuts and shit like that i've never yeah. seen and I think that it's important that black black queer folks see themselves documented and their history documented, but also that straight black folks see queer black folks documented and included in our history. Because when I think about our image in the 80s and 90s, I very rarely think about black lesbians and their role like in that element of like our history, like like urban, like hip hop, like that that image. I just it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, not something that's in my mind. So I thought it was cool to see images of that. That time capsule of black strippers dancing in the early 2000s and these were like black girls with like regular bodies you know what i'm saying and by regular i I guess i mean mostly like not surgically enhanced the skinny girl was there it was just like there weren't a lot of fat bodies represented but it it wasn't it it didn't seem to be like strip club bodies you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like this was like a homegrown kind of club kind of situation yeah, it's, it's, I'm not, because I remember going to strip clubs in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Bodies were different from the way bodies are now. Right. So, like, I feel like those bodies I would have saw at a strip club, too. And, like, a male gay strip club, I would have seen those bodies as well. Which was interesting because it was like, oh, I know those bodies, but I haven't <laughs> seen <laughs> You know what I mean? But like, I haven't you, seen I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I hadn't seen, I haven't saw those bodies, I guess, like on my screen or, or you know, like in, in ways that are in media in that way in so long that I kind of forgot right. about those bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you. I feel you. So scenes in this documentary, there are a few of them that feature events that took place at this 
legendary queer club in LA called Jules Catch One. And there's a documentary about that as well. I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but there's a documentary about that nightclub on Netflix as well. It's called Jules Catch One. So definitely check that out. And that is about Mm. a black lesbian owned nightclub in LA pre-gentrification. So definitely check that shit out. And then just more about Shakedown. So Shakedown's director, Layla Wine Rob is a conceptual artist whose work spans across the mediums of feature film, photography, and fashion products. She is a former she's the former CEO and creative director of the ready to wear label Hood by Air, which I actually knew of. I'm not a fashion nigger, so I knew of that brand, but I didn't realize that it was a black owned company Mm -hmm. so that was really cool in 2002 wine rob began shooting the film shakedown the experimental documentary is the central component in a project that spans over 15 years and consists of over 400 hours of footage a digital and material archive and extensive photographic work and you can follow um, layla on ig at layla world and i'll put her at in the show notes And I will put the link to the film's website Mm -hmm. so you can find out uh, where you can watch it now that it's not on Pornhub anymore. But again, this one's for the ladies is more of a documentary with like interviews and and you kind of get a well-rounded idea of who the players are in that. And then Mm -hmm. Shakedown is more of like a time capsule. So it's more of like what was happening in the early 2000s. And she does a few interviews, but the interviews are like light. So it's really kind of just like an art piece and a flash of like what was happening at that time. But I enjoyed that as well. So those, yeah, those are really cool to watch and check that out. Let us know what you think. So, Jay, do you want to get into some news that's not news? Let's do it. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So our news that is not news segment is a segment where we highlight stories that the mainstream media probably won't highlight, Or we talk about things with a womanist race nerd perspective. We have a different perspective on stories that you may already be hearing. That is our news. That is not news segment. Yes. So, Jay, what is the story for today? This week's news that's not news segment was sent to me um, on Twitter from C Spunky. And that's C-E-E Spunky. I guess I could just spell the whole thing, but C-E-E-S-P-U-N-K-Y. So thank you so much for this. Spunky. Gotta keep it spunky. So basically, in light of the current state of emergency that the U.S. is experiencing due to the coronavirus, the Department of Labor has decided to suspend affirmative action guidelines for three months to be extended if necessary. Yes. The Department of Labor, yeah, their words, they word it actually as a waiver. So companies will have a waiver. They don't have to fuck with affirmative action right now. Explain what that means. Sure. (laughs) So just real quick. So the first, this was in a tweet from Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman, who is a black 
Representative in New Jersey's 12th Congressional District, Representative Watson Coleman says, Today I learned that the Department of Labor is suspending its affirmative action guidelines. For decades, we've fought to ensure that minority and women-owned businesses were given the opportunity to work on federal, state, and local projects. Now, with the stroke of the pen, the U.S. Department of Labor has decided that one way to overcome This crisis is to suspend fairness rules on these projects. This is a further expression of the racism evidenced by the Trump administration. On the day the Senate passed the largest economic stimulus package in American history, the administration has decided now is the time to cut out women and minority owned businesses. This, I think, actually happened a little bit before, Mm -hmm. maybe a few days before the stimulus package was signed but it also seemed to happen on the low low because when i was looking for i'm reading these tweets because when i was looking for articles on it there were not um any it wasn't a lot of information yeah Mm -hmm. and they probably did it in anticipation of even like regardless of the stimulus they knew lots of people would be applying for unemployment anyway that's probably why they slipped it in there wait what's this have to do with unemployment because they still that's that's still something that is used within the Department of Labor and unemployment. Like it's still I don't know, there's still affirmative action laws related to your unemployment filing and stuff like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, see. I don't know how much this is related to that. So I'm going to read the memo. So the memo is to all contracting agencies of the federal government. Maybe it is all contracting. Yeah, agencies, that's, a, mm-hmm, that's an agency of the government of the federal government. And this was issued on March 17th. So I'm going to read the memo. The subject is contracts for coronavirus relief efforts. So this is from the director of the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, and this is Craig E. Lean, and the memo, which I'll leave a link to this in the show notes, it says, in view of the special circumstances in the national interest presented by the novel coronavirus outbreak and consistent with agency practice relating to emergency responses, I have decided to grant a limited exemption and waiver from some of the requirements of the laws administered by the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs. OFCCP enforces executive order. I'm going to say these numbers for some of you learned niggas who like look up stuff like this. But I have to honestly admit that when I read these things, I usually blah, 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 blah. But I'll say it because my, my instinct was to go blah, blah, blah. But I will say it since I am sharing information on the podcast. Okay. OFCCP enforces executive order 11246 as amended section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act, section 503 as amended and section 4212 of the Vietnam Era Veterans Readjustment Assistance Act as amended, which require that federal contracting agencies include in all covered supply and service and construction contracts an equal opportunity clause OFCCP regulations authorize me to exempt contracts from requiring the inclusion of any part of the Equal Opportunity Clause in any specific contract when I deem that special circumstances in the national interest so require. When it is impracticable to act upon requests for exemptions individually and where such waiver will contribute to the convenience in the administration of authorities enforced by OFCCP. And there's a bunch of numbers and shit. I'm not going to read those. Mm-hmm. So this, what what's bothering me about this outside of the obvious is that like the implication here is that it's so challenging to uphold yeah, Equal employment opportunity shit or what? affirmative action so shit. Hard. Yeah, like like it's gonna it's a challenge in times of emergency when really in times of emergency like th- it's important that shit like this be upheld. 
because there's this feeling of kind of why niggas was hoarding shit like everybody out for themselves every man for themselves type shit and that's when Mm -hmm. populations that are the most vulnerable end up falling to the bottom you know what i'm saying and this is not the time to be waving and and even the language of it as a waiver implies that it was some sort of burden usually when things are waived it's like a fee is waived or something that is uh, like, like something that's like a barrier like red tape or, yes. or something that yes this is, that's like i'll use for example just um with unemployment they waive the waiting week so that yes. people could get their money quicker that okay a wave will make sense because we're mm-hmm. we're let's create the access quicker let's make this process quicker mm-hmm. i don't get how waving this helps yeah. Well, I do get how it helps white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, but you you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what was what was the problem? What was it fucking with? What was it? What was it doing? Yeah, that you had to be like, wait, you know what? This this right here, we could do it out for this this time period. Right. Like, what the fuck? Right. So there's a bunch of other details here, and then it says, in short, this exemption and waiver extends to all affirmative affirmative action obligations of supply and service and construction contracts and other obligations as specified in the FAR clauses above. The exemption and waivers do not apply to the processing of complaints of discrimination under bunch of numbers the exemptions and waivers also do not exempt a covered contractor from their obligation to comply with other federal state and local civil rights laws i'm granting this exemption and waiver for a period of three months from march 17 2020 to june 17 2020 subject to an extension should special circumstances in the national interest so require that is fucking weird this so exemption, let's make sure white people get jobs yes they get That's priority yeah, make sure that they do in these times. Make sure that the white people get all the jobs. Yep. This exemption and waiver pertain only to the three programs administered by OFCCP and should not be interpreted as applicable to any other programs or laws administered by the Department of Labor. If you have questions, da 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 But yeah, the reason why I say they get preferential treatment is because whiteness in the U.S. is already preferential and yeah. why there's a need for affirmative action, which is why equal employment opportunity laws exist. And so when you get rid of that in times of crisis, you're just leaving mad niggas vulnerable to being dismissed, to limited access, and to abuse. Wow. Yup. Wow. So this Rona shit might drive the economy into a depression, and you want to make sure that you give white people the priority to work because fuck all them other people. Mm-hmm. So it's like any opportunity to make America great again. I mean, that's what he said he was going to do. Yeah, basically. Wow. Oppression. Yeah. Oppression. Yeah. So that's that. I don't know. Again, I was looking for information. I don't know who the fuck we're supposed to complain to about this. So it's pretty it's pretty bonkers. Stay on top of we talked about this a few weeks ago, but like how you can make sure that you're still able to vote and shit during this lockdown. Yeah. You know? Like, so I know mm-hmm. that's like we have so many other things to worry about right now, but it's important that we are still engaged in the political process because shit like this happens and goes right. down. And the ways in which people organize and protest um, 
by like showing up and divesting and a lot of the tools that folks have used before, it's a lot more difficult to do those things now. So I think one of the things yeah. that we still can do is exercise our right to vote. That's something. Yeah. I'm going to add to make sure you take the census. Yes. Because if they, I think it's, I think it's helpful to have those numbers so you can prove that discrimination is happening. So if a population has a large number of Latinx folks, but the only people with jobs are those 4% white people, you know, like just stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So make sure you take the census so those numbers are a lot more accurate and you can and you can point out discrimination and discrepancies based on the population that you're in and shit like that. So, like, mm-hmm. do that shit. I did mine the other day. It took, like, five seconds. It's online now. Um, I guess I'll put the link in the show notes for everyone to do that. But, yeah, take the census. That's another way for you to, like, show, like, look, this makes no sense. Considering the population of people here, this should not be the result of that, you know? So, yeah, mm-hmm. take the fucking census and vote. Yeah, if you go to www.2020, and that's the number 2020, census.gov, you can do it there. Everybody should have got um, like a letter in the mail with a special code, but if you don't have it, it doesn't matter. I think you just need your address. So again, yeah, they, that's... They populate yeah. the code. Right. So that's 2020census.gov. Definitely go there. Like, like Queen said, we'll leave the link to that in the show notes and take the census, yo. Word. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! Do you know what this year is? Whatever year is all about. Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. Let's do something cool and pay black women. Yes. Give me your fucking money! Pay Black Women is a segment where we highlight black women-owned businesses or initiatives or fundraising efforts or companies or just like people who need lunch money, whatever the heck it is. We highlight those businesses, people, and initiatives 
in this segment so that you know where to put your money. In this segment, we like to include indigenous women. So if you know a black or indigenous woman run owned business or initiative, hit us up, send us your team mail with that information and we will do our best to highlight them in this segment. Women, of course, includes trans women, cis women, all women, we include them in this segment. We also on Tea with Queen and Jay like to open this segment to AFAB non-binary folks. So if you are a black or indigenous AFAB non-binary person and you would like to submit yourself for pay black women, please feel free to do that. If you know somebody that you would like to submit again, please send us your email at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Who do we have for pay black women this week? So this week we are getting the Okra Project paid. So their website is theokraproject.com and um, it is run by three trans women and a trans man. And I will read a bit for you on their website what they do. They are a New York City based organization. The Okra Project is a collective that seeks to address the global crisis faced by black trans people by bringing home cooked healthy, culturally specific meals and resources to black trans people wherever we can reach them. It's based on individual donations. So that is how they get the funding for the food and the things like that. The Okra Project pays black trans chefs to go into the homes of black trans people to cook them a healthy and home cooked meal at absolutely no cost to our black TGNC siblings. Nice. For those black trans folks currently experiencing homelessness or whose homes cannot support our chefs cooking, the Okra Project has partnered with the institutions like Osborne Association and other community spaces to deliver foods to folks, which is like amazing and great. One of the sessions costs $90 and that includes the groceries and paying the chef to come to your house and cook the food so that if you're using that. And yeah, so they just need donations to make that possible and you can donate on a website, theokraproject.com. They also have other things that they do for trans folks, which is teaching them how to cook other kind of like outings and stuff like that. So if you donate money, you're donating to help support those other things to support the trans community in New York City, Philly, and also South Jersey. Um, I also want to add that they have a form that I'm going to put in our show notes, but they have a form, a Google form for trans and non-binary folks to sign up if they need food in the New York City, Philly, and South Jersey area. So we have that in our show notes as well. If you want to sign up so that you, so that they know you want their services. Right now, I don't think they're doing the in-house chef piece because of the Rona, but you can still, they're still delivering food to folks and donate, you know, everyone donate as much as you can so we can make sure that we are supporting our trans family. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just a piece from their form in reference to COVID-19. So in anticipation of increased food supply and medication shortages due to coronavirus, we are attempting to increase our mutual aid to black trans folks in need. Our community is especially susceptible to inequity of resources. Therefore, the Okra Project team is working hard to assemble more bags of food and supplies for black trans folks in NYC. We will have pickup locations in Brooklyn and Queens. More info on pickup times and locations will be provided to your contact info. That's information that you'll find on the form when you check that out. Donate, please. This is a, a really amazing project. And yeah, donate. Send them some money, y'all. Definitely. We know, again, that like during this time, a lot of folks are struggling. Mad people got laid off and are not sure how they're going to sustain themselves. Fucking, at least in New York, rent 
mortgages that shit is still going on is that has that been put on pause anywhere in the country do you know mortgages on pause in new york but it doesn't make any sense because once the pause is over you owe all three months everything so, at one um, time right yeah, yeah so you just don't you just about? don't have to yeah i don't understand is that I like think a you ploy just, to, are they trying to get people to foreclose at well what they're doing is waiving late fees and interest so you're not paying that for those months okay but i don't know what the fuck that's doing or helping Like, the banks have money. You're paying your mortgage to a bank. The bank's got money. Well, niggas is out here without jobs and shit right now. Um, And so while there are, we know that there are still people who are working and folks who are, who have not been financially impacted by this. And so we appreciate those people who have not been financially impacted and who have the means to contribute to do so at this time for those of us who are in need so definitely check that out and the link to that will be in the show notes yo that was a good one i like that thank y'all yes let's throw somebody in the pit yes everybody strap in i'm about to open some fucking windows the new triple x has got to be more dangerous deadlier more attitude who the fuck is this asshole say what again say what again i dare you i double dare you motherfucker say what one more goddamn time so the pit is the opposite of black joy. Actually, by the time we finish the pit, we'd be pretty black and joyful. But the pit is when we throw people, places, and things that are trying to fuck with our black joy, trying to diminish our black joy. And we're not having that shit, yo. We're not fucking having it. At all. Queen, you throwing all. somebody in the pit this week? Yeah, I'm throwing a few people in the pit. Oh, um, spicy. A collective, a collective of people in a pit. So I am throwing in a pit rich people who ask folks to like donate or redistribute funds or who are like sending out, I don't know, I guess gestures as we go through this pandemic mm-hmm. that are like empty and mean nothing and shut your rich ass up. So it's not until like, now as an adult that i'm realizing that this has always been the thing when something happens and they they sing a song together like we are the world and all of this stuff to mm-hmm. get us to give them money to give to whatever cause they're talking about but y'all mm-hmm. are fucking rich motherfuckers anyway so why don't you fucking give your money like why am i trying to figure out how to redistribute re- redistribute funds donate right. my money and do all of this stuff when you have you have the access to money that mm-hmm. I don't have. Mm-hmm. How about y'all sit together and have drinks together and be like, you know what? Let's do this and just do it and leave me the fuck out of it. <laughs> the fuck? Right. It don't make no sense. So the first person that's going in the pit, and although I know this person doesn't have complete control over their money, but I don't care. I'm still throwing in the pit mm-hmm. is Britney Spears. She reposted she posted on her Instagram something alluding to we have to stick together and redistrib- redistribute our funds to help this. Kind of urging her fans to like redist- redistribute our money so that we can like get through this in some like socialistic way. But like you have money. But here's Leave a, me I out have of a this. question. Okay, wait a second. Is it still up? The post is still up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think... I'm going to look at it. But do you think... Because I feel like... Sometimes when these celebrities post, I feel like they are talking to each other or like that they're not thinking about us. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So leave like leave us out of it. Call your friend. All right. I feel you. Call your friend. Leave us out of this. We get that we're all going through this stuff or whatever. But don't talk to me about this. Mm. 
Don't leave, like, leave me out of this. If you're mm-hmm. talking to each other, talk to fucking each other. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody to call somebody. I don't need to see this from a rich motherfucker. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't need to see that shit. So I understand, I think- Brittany, you don't control your money. So I'm not like angry, angry, angry. But like, you have the access to talk to other rich motherfuckers and have this conversation. You can leave me out of this shit. Right. Right. I feel like they they need their own social media. They probably do have. I'm sure right. they have. Right. Because, leave me out of this shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Part part of me was feeling like, okay, maybe they're really just maybe they're talking to each other and not, you know what I'm saying? Not thinking about me all like that. But then when it comes to a project, they post on them same platforms and they are thinking about niggas like me buying their project, supporting their project. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't really fly. My thing is, if you're talking to each other, leave me out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see this shit. Keep that to yourself or tell your tell your fucking comrades what the right. fuck. Right. Leave me out of this shit. Mm-hmm. And it just shows me that you're not thinking of me. Right. Yeah, you're not. That's not. This is privilege. not the time. This is not the time for me to blatantly see that you're not actually thinking of me and mm-hmm. that you don't know your privilege. This now is not the fucking time for that shit. Right. So that got on my nerves. Then um, this other one, I saw, actually saw this tweet, but I got this little blurb from um, Bitch Media. Pharrell, the master producer Pharrell, who stole all the Khalees money, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> stole all the Khalees money. All of her money. I'm going to just read what I got from Bitch Media because it was good. That's why I took it. So Pharrell, who has an approximate network of $150 million, asks people to donate money to provide medical supplies to hospitals. Hospitals, this is from the tweet, hospitals are running low on masks, gowns, and other critical items. We need to replenish their needs. Pharrell, you could do that on your own. Yeah. You have the means. Yeah. What? What the fuck? Like, have a little more fucking tact when it comes to you I guess highlighting causes because maybe it wasn't like I get that you're trying to bring awareness to a cause but you have the means to just do this yourself and leave me the fuck out of it and people have lost their fucking jobs people have lost their jobs people have lost their jobs and they're not probably going to get jobs if they're not white because they fucking just made it so the equal opportunity thing isn't there anymore Mm-hmm. leave me the fuck alone and you just give your money. I feel like the best way to do that, because I understand like these celebrities have these large followings and platforms and shit like that. So I understand sharing it on your platform, but I feel like the best way to do that, like in a way that is not dismissive of folks who don't have it, is to say, I just donated this much to blah, blah, blah. Right? So Look, Jay, say that you you're did not it. their publicist. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying here on the podcast. They, That's the best way to do they, it. They should, they, they could think about these things. They don't care because they're so wrapped up in their privilege. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we are mm-hmm. in a pandemic. People have lost jobs. You can't sit and just think about people just for one second. Right. And be like, this is this, this right now, this tweet now. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Like, it makes no sense. Then the last person I'm going to throw in a pit, and I actually saw this, like, on my time, like, live, and it, like, enraged me, right? Mm-hmm. So um, this this blurb I also got from Bitch Media, but I, like I said, I did see the tweet. So Sia tweeted a bright blue graphic that read, 
virus, so the word virus, Mm -hmm. and the first three letters were crossed out and with a pink crayon, and the singer captioned the graphic us. So like, take away vi, v i r, and then Mm -hmm. us to say like this is about us. And it was just like, okay, (laughs) what the fuck are you saying? (laughs) All right. What the fuck are you saying? Are you going to give us your money? Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. what are you saying? So it was like these these very, like, blind attempts to connect with us in this time. These very, like, like self-engulfed kind of, like, privileged responses to this whole pandemic is just like I knew these motherfuckers were delusional and weird already anyway but mm-hmm. like this was just like whoa like mm-hmm. bitch you could have kept that graphics in Canva we ain't need that shit yeah they they really could have just not like you could just <laughs> not you could just not you could just not you could just not you could just not say you know anything this is a good time yeah. maybe for like a repost you know what I'm saying <laughs> This is a good time to repost, retweet. And I I think it's a symptom of, one, of course, privilege, but then also, like, hot takes or, like, wanting to, like, not really, like, sitting and thinking about what you're contributing to the space, but just, like, wanting to be a part of the space and you need people to see that you're, like, acting. And I Mm. do get that we're all, like, I I think that they are way more privileged, so they're not maybe as freaked out about this as us or maybe they are because of all of the money they lose. I don't know. What the fuck ever. We all have our processes and we all process things differently. Mm-hmm. It is just unnerving to kind of like be on some like let them eat cake, you know? <laughs> kind yeah. of like end of the stick. Like, mm-hmm. oh gosh. What I do oh hope my God. I do hope that since it seems like so many more people right now are aggravated with the rich since we're all kind of realizing how poor we all are. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. more people are upset with the rich and it feels like people are feeling that difference more instead of the the feeling that America wants you to have is that you could be rich at any moment. It could happen to you. You could you could achieve the American dream and yeah. like mm-hmm. you know and be put on or whatever the fuck. Like I am hoping that this will help people be more critical of capitalism and be more critical of just the system that we live under and stop thinking that like this is something that could work for you if you make it work for you you know what i'm saying that's really not like what this is like that's really not how this goes capitalism is a problem so hopefully when we come out of this there'll be more folks dedicated to the cause of restructuring this society yeah i hope so Mm -hmm. what's interesting is that like you know, because everyone, not everyone, but I'm just talking, thinks capitalism is so great and so, like, amazing. But it's, like, yeah. it's the socialistic things that are fucking bailing things out. And right. especially large businesses. I'm not talking about us on an individual level because they're barely giving us shit. But when it comes to, like, the bigger companies and corporations or whatever who are very, very pro-capitalism, it is socialistic things that bail them out of everything all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And that shit is just, like, it makes me upset for, like, I guess other folks like me to not realize that it's the jig, you know? Right. 
it's frustrating because like I remember someone that I on Facebook talking about like bread lines and shit or whatever and I'm like but well, we're on tissue lines but when we get to the end of the line we still have to pay <laughs> like, right 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 you know like how 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 are these things not and maybe it is percolating in people's mind and they're starting to see that the jig is the jig I'm I'm just like hoping that's what's happening because like like nah this is not this is this this ain't it mm-hmm. it ain't, ain't it y'all <laughs> 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 well, like we said, fuck capitalism. And hopefully this will bring some type of revolution or some shit. Or at least a revolutionary thought, a revolutionary thought amongst like more people. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Because I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> so what are you getting into this week? What's on your agenda? Just work. And I think I figured out like my exercise routine. Mm-hmm. But you know what I th- I thought about randomly one day it was just like why were so many people like freaked out about becoming fat I'm like it's a pandemic like what the fuck is wrong with us and our fat phobia like calm mm-hmm. the fuck down mm-hmm. so that was a thought I had randomly a few days ago yeah. and I told myself to calm the fuck down because I was one of those folks mm-hmm. like ma'am sit sit down sit right. down right. What the fuck is wrong with you but yeah. And I think I, I didn't really take walks last week. I need to start taking walks again for fresh air. I need mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Air feels area... so different when it's illegal. When it's illegal, yo, it's like feels different, <laughs> yo. <laughs> it does. It does. And your area is not, like, super dense anyway. So, like, you can legit go outside and be far away from people and shit. Yeah, I can. Yep. Sure can. That's what's up, yo. Cheers to I'm everybody get, who I get, do that. I get street harassed. I get street harassed. but From across the street, though. Yeah, I put on yeah. headphones, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. But uh, I didn't really make a plan. I think I might do meal prep because I don't like cooking all the time. So maybe I'll mm-hmm. cook like mad meals one okay. day and then I'll just have food. I just need a food to be prepared. This All this cooking shit is getting my fucking It's a lot. Nerves. It is a lot and it's whack. I feel like I'm always fucking washing dishes. I don't have a, you know, I live in a small <sighs> apartment. I don't have a dishwasher. Yeah, I don't have a dishwasher here. either. Shit is blowing You'll be like, I'm bored. I'm like, I'm washing dishes. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> I've been washing dishes for two weeks, yo. I can't be bored because I'm washing dishes. <laughs> washing fucking dishes, man. Oh, gosh. Word. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah. This week, part. I'm excited about... We're, we're joining one of Professor Lisa Wolfork's classes this coming oh yeah yes yeah Mm -hmm. so that's exciting we get to do that virtually and see what she's talking about see what they're doing so that's cool Mm -hmm. be sure to check her out at black women stitch on instagram so i'm looking forward to doing that yeah and yeah washing um washing more fucking dishes (laughs) what else i should do something else i have actual work to do that Mm -hmm. i have not been doing it has it has been a little bit difficult for me to concentrate in between washing dishes and making sure my dog is like not sad you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it is hard to find like a routine in your house yeah. house, house is like rest in place house is like chill right house, you know like right yeah. right right what i have been noticing is that it's been hard for me to sleep like that's been a thing every few days i'll get into my head and then every night it is hard for me to sleep and i was really struggling with that for a while but what i've decided is just to like just be awake just be awake 
just do shit. I was like, you know what? I'm just not sleeping no more. Okay. Luckily, I have the flexibility to do that. I don't. I don't have to be awake to like hop on, you know, a call or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like log in to anything. So yeah, yeah. I'm just not gonna go to sleep until I get super tired, and then I'll just go to sleep like whatever time it is or whatever because I spend a lot of my time awake thinking about how I should be asleep. And so I think if I just be productive during that time and just like do something, then I wouldn't feel as awkward about it. It wouldn't stress me out. But yeah. So those are my Mm -hmm. plans for the week. Take care of some actual work, more dishwashing. Make sure my dog is happy. I've been, we've been playing catch and fetching here and shit like that. So usually (laughs) she wants to do that while I am actually doing other things or, you know, in between her walks. But now I'll just, whenever she feels like it, we just do what she wants. So yeah, so that's what I'm gonna do in here. It's gonna be good. It's cool, gonna be cool. good. I did rearrange my bedroom a little bit. Oh, cute! That's Not a cute. whole lot. Right. Not a whole lot, but I'm like that. I like to move stuff. I'm like, oh, this is boring, and I'll rearrange stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did that. That's what's up. I probably shit. do more. Good shit. Did we cover everything? Did we do a motherfucking we, show? We did. A motherfucking show. All right. Be sure to follow us on all the social meds. We are at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. Be sure to check out our website, T with Queen and J.com. You can always send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com and follow us personally. I am at Janicia F on Twitter and Instagram. That's J A N I. What is it? J-A-N-I-C-I-A. F, the F is for um, go fuck yourself. Not during that Rona, though. Like, I want you to be safe during that Rona. And Queen, what is your handle? At the Queen Speaks with an underscore. That's on Instagram and Twitter as well. That's right. Yo, what, what hashtag are you fucking with this week? I am fucking with... I, I'll do you okay, sis, because I was street harassed. So... Yeah. No, I feel I'll like do that's a your good cases. One. Yeah. Good Which one, one you fucking with this week? I'm fucking with Golden Girls. That's my hashtag of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, I did not expect you to say that. I'm watching. I'm. I've decided to rewatch um, the Golden Girls because I, I watched a lot of disturbing shit last week. And I needed like a cleanse. So I've started rewatching. And I haven't watched all the Golden Girls because I'm not I'm not that old. But um, yeah, so I've started watching it and it's cute. It's nice. It's light. It's cute. It's old ladies. It's, you know, pajamas. It's 80s fashion. It's dry humor. I'm fucking with it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. We will see y'all next week this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named janicia and a black girl named naima with editorial support from a black girl named sam t with queen and jay we turn up responsibly Am. Under the sea, who lives in a pineapple under the sea, absorbing in yellow and porous to see, absorbing in yellow and porous to see. Could nonsense be something you wish? Could nonsense be something you wish? Oh, then hop on a deck. 
and flop like a fish. Then how for a Let's go. 